Praise the Lord. Here we are again in God's presence, ready for our worship, ready for our second service. Uh, Before we get into that, we're going to take care of a few announcements. Uh, The first one, this Saturday, November 5th, we have a ladies' meeting. What we're going to be doing is making cards for our missionaries, so please come prepared for that. Um, Yes, if you have any scissors, the straight ones, if you have any of the fancy ones, Bring your scissors. We're going to have some fellowship. We're going to have some food. So please be here at 10 o'clock. And then Sunday, Veterans Day service. We're going to honor our veterans, those who have served our country, who have sacrificed, their families that have sacrificed. Uh, We're going to have one service. Prayer will be at 10. Service will be at 1030. And there will be a meal following. Uh, We do have a sign-up sheet for the sides. The church will be providing the meat. So if you can please uh, touch base with Sister DeMuth if you've not signed up for anything yet. Then November 12th, men's prayer, 8 a.m. Please be here for that. And then just a reminder on some offerings that we have coming up. The Tupelo Children's Mansion, we want to give them each, as many as we can, a $25 gift card. So that will be taken up on December 4th. We also, uh, looking ahead to Christmas for Christ, we'll be taking up uh, an offering for that. That's going to be due on Christmas. Obviously, we won't be here on Christmas Day, but we'll get you the actual due date for that here in a little bit. All right. Are we ready to worship? I need you guys to help me. Hallelujah. Once a sinner far from Jesus, I was perishing with cold. But the blessed Savior heard me when I cried. Then he threw his robe around me and he led me to his fold. Now I'm living on the hallelujah side. Oh, glory be to Jesus, let the hallelujahs roll. Help me ring my Savior's praises far and wide. For I've opened up toward heaven all the windows of my soul. And I'm living on the hallelujah side. Though the world may sweep around me with her dazzle and her dreams, yet I envy not her vanities and pride. For my soul looks up to heaven where the golden sunlight gleams, and I'm living on the hallelujah side. Oh, glory be to Jesus, let the hallelujahs roll. Help me ring my Savior's praises far and wide. For I've opened up toward heaven all the windows of my soul. And I'm living on the hallelujah side. Not for all earth's golden millions will I leave this precious place. Though the tempter to persuade me oft has tried. For I'm safe in God's pavilion, happy in His love and grace. And I'm living on the hallelujah side. Oh, glory be to Jesus, let the hallelujah. 
glorious roll. Help me ring my Savior's praises far and wide. For I've opened up toward heaven all doors of my soul. And I'm living on the hallelujah side. Here the sun is always shining. Here the sky is always bright. Tis no place for gloomy Christians to abide. Your soul is filled with music and my heart with great delight. And I'm living on the hallelujah side. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Let the hallelujahs roll. Help me ring my Savior's praises far and wide. For I've opened up toward heaven all the windows of my soul. And I'm living on the hallelujah side. And upon the streets of glory when we reach the other shore. And the rolling tide, you will find me shouting glory just outside my mansion door. When I'm living on the hallelujah side, oh, glory be to Jesus, let the hallelujahs roll. Help me ring my Savior's praises far and wide. For I've opened up toward heaven all the windows of my soul. And I'm living on the hallelujah side. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Let the hallelujahs roll. Help me ring my Savior's praises far and wide. For I've opened up toward heaven all the windows of my soul. And I'm living on the hallelujah side. And upon the streets of glory when we reach the other shore. And have safely crossed the Jordan's rolling tide. You will find me shouting glory just outside my mansion door. And I'm living on the hallelujah side. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Let the hallelujahs roll. Help me ring my Savior's praises far and wide. For I've opened up toward heaven all the windows of my soul. And I'm living on the hallelujah side. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Let the hallelujahs roll. Help me ring my Savior's praises far and wide. For I've opened up toward heaven all the windows of my soul. And I'm living on the hallelujah side. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, I can't wait for that day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He's my rock, my sword, my shield. He's the wheel in the middle of the wheel. He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. Makes no difference what folks say. I'm going down on my knees to pray. I'm going to wait, wait right here until he comes. He's my rock, my sword, my shield. He's the wheel in the middle of the wheel. He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. Makes no difference what folks say. I'm going down on my knees to pray. I'm going to wait, wait right here until he comes. I call him Jesus, my rock. I call him Jesus. My rock, I call him Jesus, my rock, oh, Jesus, my rock, Jesus, 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 I call him Jesus, my rock, 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 Oh, Jesus, my rock, Jesus, 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 I call him Jesus, my rock. He's my rock, my sword, my shield, he's the wheel in the middle of the wheel, he's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. Makes no difference what folks say. I'm going down on my knees to pray. I'm going to wait, wait right here until he comes. He's my rock, my sword, my shield. He's the wheel in the middle of the wheel. He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. Makes no difference what folks say. I'm going down on my knees to pray. I'm going to wait, wait right here until he comes. I call him Jesus, my rock. I call him Jesus, my rock. I call him Jesus, my rock. Oh, Jesus, my rock, Jesus, 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 I call him Jesus, my rock, 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 oh, Jesus, my rock. Jesus, 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 I call him Jesus, my rock. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You are my rock. You are my sword. You are my shield. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You are everything to me, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The splendor of the King, clothed in majesty, let all the earth rejoice, all the earth rejoice. He wraps himself in light, and darkness tries to hide, and trembles at his voice, trembles at his voice. How great is our God, sing with me how great is our God, and all will see how great, how great is our God. And age to age He stands, time is in His hands, beginning and the end. Beginning and the end, the mighty God is one, Father, Spirit, Son, the Lion and the Lamb, the Lion and the Lamb, how great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God, and all will see how great, how great is our God, how great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God, and all will see how great, how great is our God. Name above all names, worthy of all praise, and my heart will sing how great is our God. Name above all names, worthy of all praise, and my heart will sing how great is our God. How great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. All will see how great, how great is our God. How great is our God. 
great is our God, and all will see how great, how great is our God. He's a great God, and He's worthy of our worship today. Hallelujah, Jesus. We worship and we praise You. You are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. You are the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Your greatness is unsurpassed. You are the highest. You are the greatest. Hallelujah, Jesus. There is no one higher or greater than You. You are the Lord God Almighty. You are worthy of worship. You are worthy of all praise. You are worthy to receive all glory and all honor. All majesty, power, and might is yours. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I worship you. I worship you. I heap glory and honor unto you. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence here. Thank you, Jesus, that you have afforded us this opportunity today to enter into the very throne room of Almighty God. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. You are altogether worthy of my worship today. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. We worship and we praise You today. The Lord God Almighty. Your train fills the temple. You've never known failure. You've never known defeat. You are a God of victory. Hallelujah, Jesus. You've never lost a battle. Thank You, Jesus, that You always win. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. The victory is Yours. The battle is Yours. Hallelujah, Jesus. We exalt You. We worship and we praise You today. Thank You, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thou most high God, you sit upon the throne. Your decrees go forth. All of creation hears and obeys the voice of its creator. Hallelujah, Jesus. You are altogether exalted. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. You're an awesome God, and you do awesome things. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let your name be magnified in this place. Let your name be exalted in this place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What an awesome God we serve, church. What an awesome God we serve. He is the King of glory. He is the Lord God Almighty. The Lord God Omnipotent. And He does reign today. Praise God. Praise God. I am not preaching the second service. Uh, Sister Rudy is going to be ministering in the service. I'm very much looking forward to what she has to say, what God is going to say through her. 
Amen. I believe God's going to move in this service. I believe God has a plan for this service. And I believe His will is going to be accomplished. Amen. I believe that because this is His service. And because we are His people. Praise God. As Sister Rudy comes, let's worship God one more time. And let's thank Him. Let's worship and praise Him for what He's about to do. Hallelujah, Jesus. We do, Lord, and magnify You today. Praise God. Praise God. Bless Your name, Jesus. Truly, He is our rock. He is the God of our salvation. There's nowhere else you need to go. Just speak the name of Jesus, and He's there with you. And He's here with us right now. Can we just bless Him one more time? Lord, I pray that you would bless our minds today, that we would bring into captivity every thought to your obedience. Bless our ears, O God, that we would hear what you have to say today. Bless our eyes that we can see your kingdom as you see it. And bless our heart that we would receive your word in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The blessing of the Lord be on you and you can be seated. I hope this isn't distracting to you. Sometimes we are so easily distracted. Today we're going to be talking about God's perspective. You know, God has a different perspective than I do. Hmm. He has a different perspective than you have. In fact, he holds my time in his hands. He has a purpose and he has a plan. And he has called you, and you are to fulfill that purpose and plan. Ah, retirement. Ooh, I couldn't wait. Oh, Lord, I got a list. So many things I want to do. I'm going to learn all the chords, the minors, majors on the piano. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Oh, I'm going to knit. Wish I would have paid attention when my grandma was alive. She was... Oh, she was wonderful at knitting, sewing. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do all that. Oh, yeah, this book, The Annals of the World. Oh, yeah, I'm going to read through that. I've been wanting to study this for a long time. Now, you might not think it's interesting, but I've been wanting to for a long, long time. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of other things. Hmm. Calligraphy. Oh, man, I've had two sets of calligraphy for, I'm not even going to count the years. I'm going to get that done. When I retired, I got these plans. And then the Lord said, you're retired, and I got these plans. And they are good. And I am so grateful that he had different plans in me because his plans are leading me where he wants me to go. Places I would never have gone on my own. Things I would never have done on my own. They weren't even in my vocabulary. But God has a purpose and a plan because God's perspective is totally different than ours. And he doesn't always tell us what's ahead. We don't need to know what's ahead because we walk day by day, right? We take him by the hand. We listen to his voice. We're going to go to a very familiar passage to begin with. We're going to go to Luke 2.4. You're all familiar with this passage. 
And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, unto Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. To be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. Now, this is a very familiar story to all of us, but sometimes you've got to think beyond the parameters of what you've always heard and seen. And when I was thinking about this, you know, if you've ever been heavy with child, which not everybody in this room has been, but you're going to know that it's very uncomfortable. And God, in his great wisdom, decided that they would have to go to Bethlehem when she was about ready to deliver Jesus. Now, they knew, or I'm assuming they might have known, that it was prophesied that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. And, you know, he could have sent them to Bethlehem at any time. Like, he sent them to Egypt when they needed to go. And he could have sent them to Bethlehem ahead of times when it wouldn't have been so arduous for Mary to be taking that travel. Now, a lot of times when I see Mary traveling to Bethlehem, I see her on a donkey. But I don't find that in Scripture. I don't know if she had a donkey or not. I hope maybe she did. Although, I can't imagine riding a donkey when I'm nine months pregnant any more comfortable than walking. So whatever the travel was, however it looked, God's perspective was way different than theirs. They needed to be there. It was not a comfortable room. I'm sure she had prepared for this baby. I don't know how much they took with them. I don't know if they realized how long they would be gone, and then they wouldn't be coming back. They would end up going to Egypt for for years. But he knew, God knew the plan. And all Mary and Joseph had to do was obey it. And they did. And Jesus was born in a stable, part of God's plan. We think, well, really? But it was part of God's plan. Because our perspective looks way different than what God's perspective is. Now let's go to Hosea. Hosea 1, 2 through 9. Now, Hosea, God asked Hosea to do something that when I think about it, and I've thought about it a lot, really, God, you're asking him to do this? The beginning of the word of the Lord by Hosea. And the Lord said to Hosea, Go, take unto thee a wife of whoredoms and children of whoredoms, for the land hath committed great whoredoms, departing from the Lord. So the Lord is finally giving Hosea permission. You can go find a wife. Wow, that's a great thing. But no, he's like, I want you to go find a harlot. In fact, I have one in mind. Her name is Gomer. You go get her to be your wife, and you take her home. You're going to be your husband. She's going to be your wife. It's not looking very good. So he went and took Gomer, the daughter of Diablum, which conceived, and she bare him a son. And the Lord said unto him, Call his name Jezreel, 
For yet a little while, and I will avenge the blood of Jezreel upon the house of Jehu, and will cause to cease the kingdom of the house of Israel. And it came to pass at that day that I will break the bow of Israel in the valley of Jezreel. And she conceived again and bare a daughter. And God said unto him, Call her name Loramah, for I will no more have mercy upon the house of Israel, but I will utterly take them away. But I will have mercy upon the house of Judah and will save them by the Lord their God and will not save them by bow and by sword and by battle, by horses, nor by horsemen. Now, when she had weaned Loram, she conceived and bare a son. Then said God, call his name Loam, for ye are not my people, and I will not be your God. So Hosea buried Mary Gomer. They had three children. God told them what each one of their names would mean, because names are important. So Jezreel was God will see, or God will sow. Lorema means be, Yahweh is no longer to be patient. And then Lomain, Lomena, not my people. So God had a purpose in telling Hosea to marry a harlot. It was not just that he, in fact, you know, sometimes we think about, when I think about this and I think about the Levitical laws and the laws that God had given to Moses, one of them is found in Leviticus 21.7. And this is what it says. They shall not take a wife that is of a whore or profane, neither shall they take a woman put away from her husband, for he is holy unto his God. So they already knew, they, they already had laws in place. So it was unlike, likely that God would ask a prophet of his to go marry a woman that was a harlot. But we know that this was a metaphor of God and Israel, Hosea and Gomer. He had a perspective and he had a purpose for him doing it. And it looks like all went well. But after Hosea, after Gomer had weaned her last child, she went back to doing what she had done before. And she went back to the the life of a whore and a harlot. And God spoke to Hosea and he said, I want you to go by her. I want you to go take her back into your home. She's going to be for you alone. I want you to go do that. Now, I don't know how hard that must have been for Hosea. First of all, it must have been hard for him, first of all, just to marry her. Because people talk. And people don't understand. They don't always look at God's perspective or God's ways. And that certainly couldn't have been God's way if Leviticus tells us not to do this. But it was God's plan. So when we go to Hosea 3, 2 through 3, we see what God said to Hosea. So I brought her to me for 15 pieces of silver. For a homer of barley and a half homer of barley. And I said unto her, Thou shalt abide for me many days. Thou shalt not play the harlot. Thou shalt not be for another man, so will I also be for thee. God had a purpose and a plan, and he wanted Israel to see 
that he was a lover of their souls, that he was their God, and they were committing adultery with other gods, and they weren't following after him. And he loved them so much that he asked Hosea to go and marry a harlot, even when he knew that she would come to Hosea's home for a while. But then she would leave and she would return to doing what she had done in the past. And that after all of this, she would be old and used up. But God wanted a price to be paid for her because he paid a price for his people. I don't know if they all got that because we have a different perspective. We can read all of Hosea. We can see God's plan from beginning to end. Sometimes God doesn't do or act or is not what we think. His perspectives are different. You know, Hosea wasn't the only person God asked to do hard things. Mary wasn't the only person God asked to do something different that didn't seem right. I think of Ezekiel. Man, if you want to read something, go to the book of Ezekiel. God asked Ezekiel to lay on his side for 390 days on his left side. And then he was not to move. He gave him a certain portion of food he could eat. He gave him a certain portion of water he could drink. And then when he was done with that, he asked Ezekiel to lay on his right side for another 40 days for the children of Judah. For every day, it was for the years of iniquity, of their years of iniquity against God, their sins. From the people's perspective, I don't know what they thought. You know, he asked Ezekiel another hard thing, and I don't even know if this might have been harder. Let's go to Ezekiel 24, 15 through 16. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, behold, I take away from thee the desire of thine eyes with a stroke, yet nothing, yet, ne- yet neither shall thou mourn nor weep, neither shall thy tears run down. He was going to take Ezekiel's wife, and Ezekiel was not to shed a tear. If you ask me, that was a really hard thing to ask of Ezekiel. He must have given him the strength to do it. From our perspective, it looks foolish. It looks hard. It looks mean. I don't get it. But Ezekiel was obedient, and he did what God asked him to do. Because God had a perspective that Ezekiel didn't. God always has a perspective that we, as his people, don't. You know... Azusa Street has already come and gone, but we are going to have a great revival. But it may not look like Azusa Street did. God may change things up and ask us to do things differently. You know, we get copacetic. This is the way we've already done. We've already we've always done it. Three songs, a message. We pray. We go home. But God may have different things in mind. Because this world is changing, and there will be a great revival. But we have got to be sensitive to his leading and his direction and not get distracted by what might look different to us or what he might be asking us to do differently because we've got it in our heads, this is the way it should go. 
This is the way it's always gone. But we've not had the latter rain yet. We've not had the last end time revival yet. So how do we know what that's going to look like? You know, things have happened in this country very quickly, and there's going to be more to come that we have never seen. And we're going to be like, how can this be? How can it be in America? But God has a plan for America. And we need to fulfill that plan. Even though the perspective from our view seems strange, weird, different, I don't want to do it that way. I've, already, I've always done it this way. I have my own plans. I have the things that I want to accomplish, that I want to do. But if they're not God's plans, it's for naught. He has a world out there that needs to be saved. And we need to be able to conform to his image, the image of Christ. And that means whatever he speaks to us to do, we need to do it without arguing, without saying it can't be this way, I don't get it, I don't understand it. We don't need to get it. We don't need to understand it. We don't need to know. All we need to do is hold his hand because he's our rock. He's our sword. He's our shield. He's our pavilion. He's the God Almighty. He sees the beginning from the end, and he has a purpose and a plan that is not our purpose. It is not our plan. Let's go to Jeremiah 12.5. If thou hast run with the footmen, and they have wearied thee, Jesus, then how can thou contend with the horses? And if in the land of peace, wherein thou hast trusted, they weary thee, then how can the what how wilt thou do in the swelling of the Jordan? If when everything is good, when we have food and clothes and shelter, when we can come here and meet, and we can grumble, and we can complain, and we say, Well, I just can't do it too many days at church. It's too much this. It's too much that. God, you're asking too much of me. How are we going to do it when things get hard and rough? When God says, okay, the doors are shut at that church. No, this is the plan that I have for you. Well, it doesn't look good. I'm not comfortable doing that. I've always gone to church. I've always met in a group like this. But he may say, that's not my plan right now. Will we be able to do it? Or will we grow weary and say, I just can't do this anymore because I don't understand? You know, the Lord has asked me some hard things. He's asked me to do some hard things in these last times. Things that not necessarily weren't even on my radar. At, at almost 67, I'm taking tests and studying. What? Not really my agenda. Let's go to Amos 8:11. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the word of the Lord. I pray that's not so for us. I pray that we are not weary of hearing what the Lord has to say, that we are not weary of his encouraging us, trying to gird us up, trying to prepare us, saying, I expect more of you. As the times get harder, it's going to be more that I need from you. Are we able to look to him as the rock, 
the God of our salvation, the Savior? Are we able to know that if you speak the name of Jesus, he will hear, he will answer, he's there immediately? Do you know that his blood is enough to cover whatever sin? Do you know that his stripes can heal you? Do you know that there's nothing more powerful than the Spirit of God living within you? This, this is a temple of God. This, this is a house of prayer. It's not necessarily this building. It's us. We are his house of prayer. If you are willing, he will speak to you. If you are willing, he will draw you. He's, there's an urgency in his voice. If you will hear him, if you will not be distracted, the enemy is good at distractions. If you want to know if it's the enemy, it's always distracting. So if God speaks, if God moves, if God asks, but we've never done it this way, but no, you're asking too much of me, go to him in prayer. Go on your knees. Ask him if this is really what he wants you to do. Be prepared. Be preparing this temple right now with prayer. Don't wait until some hard time comes. Some hard things come. Do it now so that you are prepared to be the soldier that he has created you to be, to go forward for his kingdom. In Jesus' name, I pray that you will hear his words, that you will take them to heart, that you will run with the footmen, that you can run with the horses. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Sister Rudy. Let's all stand. Two services are one. Amen. Let's all come to the front, please. We are certainly living in strange times. These are times that have not been heretofore. And they can be confusing. More probably, they can be scary. Cause fear, cause doubt. And the, the response to fear is never a good one. If we're operating out of a spirit of fear, if we're operating out of a spirit of doubt, as a child of God, that's not where we're called to be. We're called to operate out of love, out of a sound mind, peace that passes all understanding. When we follow Jesus Christ, when we've submitted ourselves to Him, when we understand and we're persuaded in our spirits that He's on the throne and that wherever He leads us, that's where He wants us to be. He has all power. He has all authority to take us through. He's already been this way. He knows where we're going. He knows what's around the bend. When He leads us a specific direction, He leads us a certain way. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be fearful, doubtful. We can walk confidently. We can walk boldly into the future that God has created for us. In the short term, it might look scary. It might cost us something. 
that's okay. What do we have to look forward to? What's our reward for all of this? What could we possibly pay on earth that would be worth that? Does Elon Musk have enough money, enough wealth to buy heaven? Absolutely not. Nobody does. If I gave a trillion dollars to the kingdom of God, he might. It couldn't get me heaven. It's not bought with money. It's not it's bought with obedience. It's bought with submission. It's bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. And our choice to submit ourselves to him. What Sister Rudy said is uh it's timely. The idea that things are changing. Our culture is changing rapidly. The ideas that are circulating out there are changing almost daily. It's a full-time job just trying to keep up with it. I think on purpose. But the principles found in God's Word remain timeless. Whatever's changing out there, this never changes. The solid rock of Jesus Christ remains just that. The solid rock of Jesus Christ. It is unchanging. And it will remain through all of this. And whatever else can come this way. It has remained for 2,000 years. It will remain for all eternity. Amen. During our altar call today, I want the Lord to speak to us. I want the Lord to speak to each one of us as individuals. If we're operating out of a spirit of doubt or fear, first of all, there's a reason for that. There's a reason you're afraid. There are reasons that you have doubts. And to make a very long story very short, you need to change your perspective. We need to get God's perspective. God does have a different perspective than ours, but He wants us to have the same perspective He has. That we can see with spiritual eyes. We can understand with spiritual vision. Amen. If we stay focused on what's happening here, what this is going to cost me, uh, how am I going to prepare for the future? Supposedly there's a diesel shortage. We're going to run out of diesel. Uh, and that could be scary if you think about the ramifications of that. That's going to shut everything down if that does happen. How am I going to eat? How am I going to heat my, my place this wintertime? Is that something we need to be worried about? 
Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. If we will follow God's plan, if we will trust in Him, we have nothing to worry about. If I do end up dying, fantastic. I'm done. I'm done here. I trade my armor in for robes. And I do retire. Amen. This is what I'm living for. This is what we're living for. I'm not going to live forever anyway. I got 96 years left. (laughs) hundred and fifty and then I'm done I'm gone amen if it happens sooner that's fine too but let's pray let's ask to get the mind of Christ this morning amen Lord Jesus we are so thankful for the messages that we've received today we are so thankful and honored at your presence how you visited us powerfully during worship. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you would continue to minister here gloriously, miraculously, that you would speak with each and every person within the sound of my voice this morning. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you would speak to their hearts, speak to their minds. If they are fearful, if they have doubts, if they have lack of understanding, I pray, O God, that you would provide the need wondrously. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you would speak with those within the sound of my voice today. Encourage and strengthen them. Undergird them with strength. I pray, Lord, that you would, uh, that you would inflame the smoking flax. That you would bind up the bruised reed this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. Make your people strong. Make them mighty. An army mighty with banners. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you would persuade us this morning that we would have it settled in our hearts once and for all that You are the Lord God Almighty, and that wherever You lead us, whatever You command us to do, is in our best interest. It's perfect for us. Hallelujah, Jesus. Whatever the cost, whatever the situation we, we find ourselves in might be, it's so worth it. It's so worth it to serve You. It's so worth it to, to submit ourselves to You and to Your plan for our lives. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. I pray that as we do, as we become persuaded in our spirits that You are the Lord God and that we can trust You with everything, that we can trust You no matter what You say, no matter where You lead, that as we do, Lord, You would begin to bless and multiply and magnify Your people in Your kingdom and in Your service. Hallelujah, Jesus. That You would promote them as they submit to You. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Help us, Lord, instead instead of paying attention to the world, instead of paying attention to the news, instead of paying attention to, to Facebook or social media, help us to pay attention to what we find in Scripture. Help us to pay attention to what You're telling us in prayer and over the pulpit. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, that we would focus on You, that we would focus on Your kingdom, that we would focus on an eternity spent with You. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Help us today, I pray, to settle this in our hearts. Settle it in our hearts today, I pray. 
Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Help us to respond to you today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Folks, we have a hope that this world cannot understand, would not understand. How could they? They don't know what we know. They need to know. They need to know because although we have no reason to be afraid, they have every reason to be afraid. They have every reason to have doubts and fears. We have none. We serve Jesus Christ. We submit ourselves to Him. He leads us and guides us. He provides our every need. Amen. Amen. Let's worship God, can we? Let's take the word of the Lord seriously this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Help us, I pray, to get your perspective. Help us, I pray, Lord Jesus, to lose our perspective, to lose our temporal, carnal perspective. Give us a spiritual, eternal perspective, I pray. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Help us to trust in You. Help us to lean on You. Help us to submit ourselves to You no matter what the circumstance or situation. Help us to trust in You no matter what You ask, no matter what You tell us to do or tell us where to go. Help us to trust in You, Lord Jesus, no matter what. No matter what. Because You are the Lord our God. You are infinite. You are eternal. You have all power. You have all authority. You have all wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. And You love us. You love us with an agape love. You want the very best for Your people. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. What an awesome God we serve. He has spoken with us today. Amen. Will we receive the word of the Lord? And will we do something with it? As we receive light, we need to walk in that light. Amen. Let's walk in that light this morning. Before we dismiss... I'd like to give reverence and honor to my father. He's here this morning. Amen. God bless you, sir. So glad to see you today. (laughs) Amen. I love my dad.
He's going to take me out to eat and he's going to buy. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Amen. Let's all pray in closing. Jesus, you're an awesome God. I pray your blessing upon each person here within the sound of my voice today. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, that through us, Lord, your name would be glorified in this place, in this world, this economy. I pray that you would use all of us according to your perfect will, that your name would be glorified in this group, in these families, these individuals. Bless your people. Bless us as we go our separate ways. Bring us back at the day appointed. These things we ask in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Uh, before I dismiss, just a quick note. I will be gone this week. Uh, Brother DeMuth, uh, you got service. Amen. Uh, Wednesday service, Brother DeMuth will be ministering. I will be back uh, probably Friday evening sometime. All right. God bless you all. Thank you so very much for your kind attention. <laughs> Amen. Any today.